me give you an update on the book. The first draft of the book was completed on April 15th, which consisted of 26 articles. My next deadline is May 15th to take those articles and arrange them into a manuscript to see how the book's going to flow. The next deadline after that is June 15th, where my editorial board will have reviewed the manuscript to see if the book flows well and if I need to remove or add anything to the book. Once those corrections are made, then the manuscript will be turned over to my publisher to start the tedious process of editing. The final title, subtitle, and artwork for the book will be completed by June 15th and will be posted on all my social media platforms. If everything goes as planned, the book will be published sometime in the month of November. So for now, this will be my last solo cast for about a month or two so I can focus entirely on the book. I will still be publishing four new episodes a month, and they will all be interviews. So now let's get to today's episode. I love a good challenge. Convincing business leaders that improv as a leadership method has been one of my most challenging. One challenge is convincing them that I'm not developing their team into the next ensemble of whose line is it anyway. The second challenge is this myth. Those who improvise are just winging it and making stuff up. Well, that's not true. And I want to address the winging it and making stuff up myth in the improv process of preparation, practice, and letting go. Preparation is one of the keys to success, which goes against any conventional improv thinking. For example, when I'm preparing for any speaking engagement, I will have thoroughly researched the topic, questions that might even be asked, the demographics of the audience and the venue. Now, if this is a virtual program, I will determine my backup plan should I lose power in my home or off-site office. The preparation gets very granular and no stone is left unturned. Also, part of this preparation does sit in my subconscious mind with the prior experiences and the solutions that I've used to correct any issues that occur. Practice is equally as critical to the preparation. For example, I had to do a five-minute presentation, which doesn't seem to be too difficult. After I researched how many words are spoken in five minutes, which is 750 words, and written out my presentation to 400 words, I wanted enough time for pauses and to keep my pace at a regular rate. I started to practice. I spent five hours practicing for a five-minute presentation. I wasn't trying to memorize the presentation. I was working on the cadence, tone, pauses, body language. All the while, I'm placing tiny memory seeds in my brain. When it came time for me to speak, I took a deep breath, trusted my instincts, leaned into the unknown, and started speaking. The ability to let go of the perfection and have fun is one of the most exhilarating experiences. You see, I was bringing passion into the conversation I was having with the audience. Now, I had a couple of PowerPoint slides with a few words and a couple pictures to keep the key points visible throughout this short presentation. At one point in telling the story, I was able to slip an inside joke in when that thought popped into my head. Even when I tell this story to business leaders, they give me the kind of, I get it, and start moving on. Then I say, did you know that Martin Luther King improvised the I Have a Dream speech? They stopped dead in the tracks and reply, oh no, he didn't. Well, yes, he did. Because the I have the dream portion was not in his prepared speech that day. Dr. King had used the I have a dream speech in several other speeches months before the March on Washington. 
You see, Dr. King's inner circle were working on and crafting the speech the day before the march on Washington. He wanted the speech to have a similar impact on the nation as the Gettysburg Address did. And his inner circle was consulting him, and one of the members, Wyatt Walker, convinced Dr. King to cut the I Have a Dream segment because he felt it had been used too many times in the past. According to the article, Martin Luther King's famous speech almost didn't have the phrase, I have a dream. As Dr. King was delivering his prepared marks, the impact it was having on the crowd was less than expected. Gospel singer Mahalia Jackson, who was standing near Dr. King, and she sang, I've been buked and I've been scorned, instinctively shouted out, Tell me about the dream, Martin. According to the article, here is where there's a little bit of drama. According to how Martin Luther King improvised I Have a Dream by Carmen Gallo, he writes, Few people heard Mahala except for Jones, Ted Kennedy, and of course, Dr. King. Jones saw King push the text of his prepared remarks to one side of the podium, shift gears in a heartbeat, abandoning whatever the final version he prepared. He'd given himself over to the spirit of the moment. You see, his speech was 17 minutes long, and Dr. King improvised the last six-plus minutes of his speech. I spoke to retired Ohio judge Patricia Blackman, who has delivered the I Have a Dream speech three times with the Cleveland Orchestra about Dr. King's speech. In her research, she told me that it was true about Mahala Jackson and what she said to Dr. King during his speech. Then she asked me if I'd ever been to a black church. I replied, no. She says that the minister wants the audience to participate in their sermon. And she's seen a number of ministers go off script when they aren't getting the anticipated feedback from the congregation. Judge Blackman believes that Dr. King did the exact same thing when he went off script and inserted the I have a dream dialogue. You see, improv is not about making stuff up or winging it. Improvisation is about delivering your knowledge, experience, and journey that is relatable to the situation at hand without prior preparation. Improv is about speaking from your heart and not your head. This is what happened that day in 1963 in Washington, D.C. Go watch Dr. King's speech on YouTube, and you'll see he's reading from prepared remarks. However, around 11 minutes in his speech, he quits looking down at those remarks and starts talking about his dream. He never looked down at his prepared remarks again. Business leaders, those of you in the C-suite and aspiring leaders, there's a lot to learn from Dr. King's speech and the power of improv. While reading this book, please keep an open mind to the world of improvisation and contemplate how you and your organization can begin to adopt these improv principles into your culture to create a dynamic culture that empowers everyone within your organization. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.